Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my awesome co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. All right. So today is going to be a different day because there are actually going to be four people on this podcast. First time in lucky ears. <laughs> Not to make it confusing or anything. So we want to introduce Emily and Abigail of Boss Project, formerly known Think Creative Collective and the Strategy Hour podcast. Welcome, ladies. Hi, Hi guys. Having us. So yeah, I mean, we listen to your podcast and you guys sound like you have just as much fun as we do. And oh, I think 100%. that's awesome because it makes it fun. And then we get feedback from our listeners all the time that they laugh along with us. Like they're in it to just laugh and enjoy it. Like they're sitting down with us. So I think this episode is going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. So we are having you on because we are excited and honored to be a part of something you guys are doing. So one, first, thank you. And two, so what you guys are doing, and I'd love for you to talk to um, our listeners more about it, but you are having or introducing the Product Powerhouse Summit. So it's a virtual summit online. So tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, guys, it's a three-day, all virtual, essentially online conference, but we're going to go with virtual summit. Okay. It's three days of like jam packed, actionable content from 26 different speakers. So it's going to be crazy all day long, but we're talking, we're talking about a variety of subjects. All of it is geared towards y'all. If you're listening to this podcast, it's worth your time. Trust. Like you're in this, you're in the inner circle. Right. Um, and PS, I hear you can sign up by going to the show notes. Like it's super easy and it's, there's a free version. So even better. Yeah. All this party is getting started April 9th through 11th, 2019. To sign up is free. So you can click the link in the show notes, get registered, and that gets you access to the live sessions for 24 hours. However, I bet you have a lot of stuff going on that week and you're probably going to have orders to ship out and customers to respond to and trips to the post office to make and everything in between. And so something is going to happen, right? Um, so if you want lifetime access to those videos, so you can replay them forever and ever and always, plus an entrance to a big giveaway, plus access to a secret freebie vault, you're going to want to upgrade your ticket to the all access pass. And you can see that on the thank you page right now. It's just $47. So no brainer do it. Um, it's so worth it. Okay. And I'm going to say that it is so worth it that Mina and I, who are speaking at the summit also bought a ticket. <laughs> yeah, we did. And that's less than I spent on a trip to Walgreens, honestly, <laughs> I went to Walgreens earlier. Who um, goes to so, Walgreens and shops? Yeah, I had to, I had to get specialty shampoo. And, and so I was like, man, this is dirt cheap. So do it now while it's at that $47. Yeah. That price is going up, but basically it, here's the beef. 
We've had an audience growing for, well, oh, this, we're going into our fourth year of business, which is bananas. Um, and we come from a service-based background. And so don't look to me for advice on how to sell or manufacture your mugs and your watches and everything else, because I don't know anything. I just buy those things. But so over the years, our audience has been sitting here patiently, patiently waiting. All 45% of our little audience, that's like, hey, hey, I'm a product-based babe. Hey, do you got anything for me? And they've luckily, they are so smart. You guys are so smart. And you've taken all of our resources that we've put out over the last few years that are typically geared towards service-based businesses. And you've tweaked them and you've used them here and there, but you kept asking us for something designed specifically for you. And so we got like, I feel like the best of the best. I'm so excited for you guys to be on this virtual stage and for so many of the incredible speakers, which you guys can see once you register. There's a whole schedule of events. Uh, we brought our friends, our besties, all of these amazing people who are crushing it in the product space. And we were like, hey, please, please, please come teach everything you know. And they said, okay. Yeah, it's true. So I just wanted to talk about that because what you're saying is ultimately why Mina and I when we started this podcast almost a hundred episodes ago, um, we were like, we listened to podcasts and we, and we listened to your podcast even. And we were like, we, we take everything and we tweak it. And so we were like, enough mm-hmm. is enough with trying to tweak. Like what is a funnel? You know, how what does, is a funnel? What is a funnel? And how do you use it in product? Cause how many offerings, you know, you're not, you don't have a million opt-ins. So we wanted to help product people do this. And everyone knows that we have our own businesses and whatnot. So the fact that you guys came out with this when we, saw it. We're like, Oh my God, they're genius. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and we were, and like I said, we were into it. So let's talk about a little bit about who, you know, what they're going to get out of it. Because I think for our listeners, they listen and they, they listen to it, you know, weekly and they, they take what we teach and go for it. And so I'm thinking you guys with three days of this, mm-hmm. imagine everything you're going to get from, yeah. from this summit. Yeah. So we broke it down into three days with three kind of main topics. The first day is all about standing out. The second day is all about going social. And the third day is all about scaling up. Um, So on day one, you're going to hear a lot about how to make sure your product is solving a problem, how to curate a cohesive collection, um, how to organize your life so that you can actually make time to do this thing that you want. Um, Really making sure you're standing out in a crowded space and getting just like an overall view on like how you can make your product a little bit unique if it isn't already. But even if it is, we're diving into like why vulnerability is the only marketing tool you need. And I don't know, there's just so much, that's just day one. Like Mm -hmm. it's so much good stuff. Yeah. And um, Tracy Matthews is on that day, isn't she? Yep. Tracy. Yep. 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 Awesome. She's talking all about from unknown to unforgettable, which every single one of you wants to learn how to do. I hear this. So Going into day two, we're talking all about social stuff. So growing a following and actually launching your shop. So we have people chatting about the magic of YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram. Um, we have experts on drop shipping and holding inventory. So I know a lot of you like are in different realms of that. And so how to make sure your garage or your basement isn't like covered in tutus all the time. <laughs> um, like really how to plan those launches. Uh, using SEO and AdWords for your product because you guys were like heavily on that stuff. Finding ideal clients. Uh, there's a really great chat from an actual attorney uh, all about minding your legal business. And that may seem like boring at the top, but 
trust me, if you've come into any sort of icky situation, you know how scary that can be. Mm -hmm. Um, Stuff on Instagram, like it's bananas that day. Yeah. Day three is the day you guys are speaking. (laughs) It's super awesome. So you're queuing us up that day at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, and you are talking more about mastering alternative and creative ways to grow your product-based business. Now, before I talk about the rest of day three, can you give them a preview of what they might see inside your talk? So this talk we gave live actually. So we gave it live at the LA Textile Show in front of. I haven't ever done it on the podcast or anything. Yeah, so okay. none of you heard, heard it here second. <laughs> heard it here second, not live. Um, and so it was crazy because um, I'm I spoke and because I tend to be the speaker in live events sometimes. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> so surprising. <laughs> yeah, um, and so I'm not kidding. 45 minutes after it ended, I had a line of people that they stayed that long to, to wait for, to talk to me about setting up a call. They wanted to personally hand me their feedback form. It was the craziest response I've ever gotten from any of the presentations over like the last decade that I've given. And so that's when Mina and I, when we were thinking about this, we're like, this is such a good episode or not episode, but like a, a topic. And I think the cool thing is, and the reason why hopefully our listeners like us is that we are really creative with the ways that we want you guys to make money, right? Mm -hmm. And the ways to get visible. So you can go the standard way, like business school ways or what people have always done. Or you can go the ways where like Mina in three years turned her business into like a multi six figure business. Like she did hotcakes, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) What do you think, Mina? What else? Yeah. It's just really thinking about how you can put like a modern spin on things and then have a unique selling point. Unique selling point isn't what it used to be. You know, like, hey, it has to be this special feature. Sometimes you're a unique selling point, right? And then also on top of that, the ways to sell. It used to be where word of mouth used to be to each other. Now word of mouth is more like social currency, you know, talking to each other. And um, people are more likely to buy through an influencer than they are from you know, an ad on TV. So really thinking about all those things and how you can stand out. The reason why I love Amazon so much is because I am up there competing with like the big dogs, you know, like my biggest competitor is Avery Labels. I mean, my mortal enemy, Avery Labels. (laughs) (laughs) But they're huge, right? Like, I hate them. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So mind boggling big. And here I am selling right next to them, right? And that's the way it can be. Because times have changed, platforms have changed, um, selling features have changed. So you can really compete with those big people and make yourself unique. And then people tend to connect with that. We're in a time where both vulnerability meets transparency meets monetization, right? Mm -hmm. It's like this amazing time to be in. So What a um, time to be alive. Exactly. Like we can work out of our houses and make... Uh, Right. I I am super excited to hear your talk because I think... I, I really think it's going to resonate with a lot of our audience too, because like we were saying earlier, they've, our product people who are in our audience have taken our service-based strategies and tweaked them. And so they're already used to flexing that muscle of like finding new ways. And so this is their like jam, like give me all the unique ways, give me creative ideas because they're going to take everything that you have and even spin that even further and, and be yeah. super creative and innovative. So I'm really pumped. So Mina, let's break down um, really quick what master is because we're not going to give it away. You guys are going to have to come on and listen, but we're just going to master as an acronym 
for? Because who doesn't freaking love an acronym? Um, This is my favorite part of business. My jam is coming up with food-related acronyms for strategies in marketing. It's my favorite. I'm going to call you when I have have one that we need an acronym for. I do, really do. Um, So master. First is marketing tactics. So these are the tactics that we typically rely on, but that they're kind of like the bread and butter, right? Uh, A is alternative platforms. We'll go into deeper ones where we see a lot of trends going, the really fun and creative stuff in that A of it. Um, S is social media because, of course, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes people think it's the end all be all. It is definitely not. Um, T is trade shows because they are a world and a beast of their own. E is email because there's definitely ways to be creative in email and really stand out even that way. It's a direct connection. And R is uh, repeat customer. Mm. Right. And that is it. I mean, really, that's fan guys. <laughs> it's like all the hidden nuggets you didn't know were there until you know they're there. Uh, they go deep, though. They really do. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're used to our silly acronym. We have um, the burrito method. Ooh. Oh, nice. Method. And I made one tacos. That one hasn't even been revealed yet. It's a brand new method. <gasps> Uh-huh. I didn't even realize that you had food-related acronyms for business. Oh, 100%. So that's, that's all I know. How I, to we, our connection to food is deep. <laughs> <laughs> we, used, we used our bad relationship with food in a positive way. In our yeah, it's true. Awesome. I love it. Um, I did want to cover a little bit what's happening on day three because – Uh, We intentionally laid out this stuff in a way for people who were maybe just getting started, like start out on day one and can get that beginner knowledge or get the refresh that you need. Day two is really perfect for everyone because everyone needs a refresher on social. Day three is really meant for everyone who's ready to up level. So even if it's not happening right now, but you're like, nope, I'm in this for the long haul and I've already kind of seen some stuff happening. I really want to scale up. This is is that stuff that's going to take your business a little bit further. So Um, actually creating community over competition in your niche. I think community in the product space is an untapped feature that so many people are not utilizing or they're underutilizing it. And our friend Jordan Ellis has mastered it. And so she's coming on to teach you exactly how to set that up. Um, our friend Shantae, we did a and a session with her. So her little breakout session is going to be different than all of the other ones. All three of us are hopping on and just like grilling her with questions because she has successfully built a multiple six-figure product, physical product-based business, and then added on like consulting and education. And they're both running amazingly. And she has two little kids at home. And so, um, so she's like answering all of our nosy questions about that. We're talking about maximizing your profit secrets to a six figure boutique, building a product-based brand, a profit, 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 launching, scaling, and all those amazing things. All the things. Yeah. Yeah, girls. I love it. So again, uh, in the show notes, we have a link for you guys to grab your free ticket. So it's mm-hmm. free, 100% free. And if you decide that you want to access this, you don't have three days to dedicate to this, which most of you don't because you have kids or full-time jobs or I don't know. So grab the VIP pass and get it now because it's only $47 versus at the door, it goes up to 97 And then the after party is $147. You're right. So you're never going to get it for this cheap. Like I said, literally Mina and I purchased it. <laughs> well, and what's super exciting too, um, so coming live also has a huge benefit. So what I want you to do is when you go into the show notes and you register and after you upgrade to your VIP, I want you to check out the schedule because we have every single session already mapped out. So you can see what day, what time, everything. I want you to take out your phone and I want you to put in your phone the sessions that you absolutely want to watch live because we are like, 
very, very strongly bribing all of our speakers to hang out in the live chat at their session time that it drops live, right? So you'll be able to chat, like type with your fingers, old like AIM style with these speakers. Some of them that like you cannot get that access to anywhere else without an invoice. And so the amount of connections that you can have and networking and relationship building with these incredible speakers, if you come live and the other attendees are in there as well, mind blown. Mm-hmm. True. We'll be there. Yeah. Yes. We will then you'll be just there. be invoicing everyone after. Yes. Expect <laughs> invoice via PayPal. Um, so <laughs> I'm curious, Emily, oh, you said it's 45% of your audience. How do you know it's 45% of your audience? So that's a rough guesstimate. It's a very educated guesstimate. Um, but our audience has, you know, grown by the tens of thousands over the years. And we obviously haven't converted all of them. But over the years, the conversation in our main group, which has really served the purpose for creative entrepreneurs in general. So we haven't really been like, ever niche specific on who is allowed in that group um, and who's like asking questions or whatever. It's a general feel out for, oh, this person keeps showing up and they're, they have calligraphy envelopes or they're selling stamps or they have t-shirts and mugs and mosaic glass and like all of these ridiculous industries that I'm like, what? Like you're crushing it. And then they come by our programs and they're hanging out on our coaching calls. And I'm like, Oh wait, like this is an entirely other world for you. So let me drum up some resources. I would say, Mina, even for us, we're probably like 30% service because yeah. we have so many people that are service-based businesses looking to add a product to their mm-hmm. to their business or they're dabbling. You know, everyone always comes up with that idea. Oh, girl, yeah. That's Abby. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. I'm like, how do I start a product based? Well, uh-huh. Just give us a call. And it's I'm really like, fun. don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's an addiction, guys. It's true because you come up with things that are either going to serve your clients or you come up with stuff that you just want or love. And so I think that's the same with us too. Like we have that crossover. We have literally, I have a good friend of mine. She's an occupational therapist. She listens and she's like, you guys, I'm taking what I'm learning from you for product and figuring out how to use it in my occupational therapy clinic. Like, well, hey, convert like converting from us to you. Abby approaches me about once a month with a so I ran some numbers. Like, <laughs> we put this, don't you fret, it will happen. I know. Now you know, I can us, only so. hold her up for so long. <laughs> yeah, now I've opened the door to all of these resources where she's like, now I know it. I'm like, I'm gonna hang out all day for three days. Uh-huh. It's so good. No, because we, I mean, historically, Emily and I started out in a service-based business. Now, granted, we were delivering a product. It just was individualized for our clients, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's still a lot of like things that overlap. And then for the last several years, we've been primarily online education, which has been mostly courses, but definitely other things too. And I mean, it's a different experience, but I feel like so much of business is basics. Like it's not that it's, there aren't super specific strategies or super specific things you can implement, but there's so much overlap. I think there's so much to learn from other people. Like I know, I know some of you are going to be like, this seems a little bit specific, even for the summit. Like we have someone who's like taking her experience from selling antique diamonds all the way to someone who is a hairstylist by day and has grown an online audience by night. And you're like, but I don't, I don't sell hair products. It doesn't matter. Like there's going to be nuggets from both of those that are going to be totally applicable to so many of you. And I think it's just about 
taking the time to listen and absorb and figure out how it could work for you. Because that's really like a superpower, right? Is taking something from a different industry and, and then putting it to yours. That's kind of like the thing that makes you stand out most of the time because it, yeah. you know, if it works in a different industry, it's very likely to work in, in your industry too, if you tweak it well enough. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. This is my okay. favorite thing to do is like sign up for newsletters of companies that like, I don't actually care about, but I'm like, how are you talking to your people? And how are you laying this out? And what are you, how are you creating this? The amount of times I've signed up for people's opt-in just to see what they do after oh, yeah. the fact. Yeah. Yeah, I literally I'll just share this with everybody. <laughs> I started a Gmail account to do it so I can keep it separate and then Same. follow the chain. Same. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And my Gmail account is an alias because I'm yeah. like, yeah, but I 100%. mean, that's the research part, right? Like, and even in product, like we, um, I just got off a call with somebody who's doing something and I was like, look across the board. So what were they doing? It was like, um, Oh, they're doing some like sort of sleeve thing. And then I was like, look to socks, look to underwear, look to other things that are individually packaged like that to see what they're doing so that you can bring that into your world. And so whether you're following people's email opt-ins or you're following what people, how people are selling or packaging across other brands, like that's like, it gets as crazy as I'll give you an example. I don't know how to pose for a dang picture to save my life. (laughs) This is her like relaxed smile face. It's like me. <laughs> yeah, right. You're super photogenic. Um, so I, that's like me for sure. I legit, I, I'll look at uh, Pinterest and there's a couple of people I follow on Instagram. I literally only follow them on Instagram to see how they pose in photos. Mm-hmm. Oh, I there's follow, some people who are so skilled at it. I mean, I know. Talent. So go look and I'm like, okay, she's got her hand okay. like this and I practice. We had a photo <laughs> session for our, our rebrand in January and our photographer's amazing. She's so talented. And we had a couple like real people are some from our team and someone we knew from an organization and then one model and she's like an Instagram model. So like, she's not trained, she's self-taught, but she's so good. She has a bunch of followers on Instagram, an amazing influencer. She's adorable and so sweet. So we have one model in this group of like turds, right? (laughs) (laughs) And our photographer's like, okay, like give me like serious, like face right now. And of course she is stunning at it, which is like her relaxed, serious face. And so we're all doing it. And our photographer's like, okay, just smile now. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that probably, and she did not edit it. We did not see it. <laughs> she looked awful. It's true though. Even when you're on video, right? There's certain things that people do they with their hands or they tilt their head or they have a specific background that it's because it comes naturally to them that you can learn. That's like when we tell people to look at other people's product, people's Insta stories, that's because yes. it's part of research. If you want to start a soap line, start buying soaps, shampoos, everything you can get your hand on. So you can think of, you know, the user experience from every angle and what you like and what you don't like and what gap you're trying to fill in. I mean, I think Abigail will finally figure out what type of poser she is, you know, like what comes naturally. I think one good pose, right? (laughs) But it requires me. So like the solo one. (laughs) I do have one one solo one now. Okay. So you have two. I'm so proud. Solid. I'll give you an example from one of the talk that you, one of the uh, sessions you guys are going to hear on day three at 10 a.m. Central, our friend Jordan, I mentioned her earlier. She's been inside of our community uh, since day one. She's a physical product-based business. She is in the geek chic apparel niche. So like amazing t-shirts, 
quotes, Captain Marvel, Marvel everything. Like it's so good. So it's just this nerdy little geeky niche. It's amazing. So from day one, that's the type of shop she had, but yet she followed us. And so what she knew she wanted to create because she saw it working for us was community. And so she took from our programs that she paid for and bought and like actually soaked in, how do I create this same sense of community and in-personness with all of my customers that I may never meet so they feel welcome and at home and spend more money and come back and do all of these things. And so she's teaching you like that exact thing inside of the session, but she took it from a service-based business. Mm -hmm. And so I love, like, I love it. Um, so that's, and so that's something that we tell clients too. like, if they're somewhat service, like we have, um, a client that does CBD oil and she created CBD oil for a, I'll shout out to Crooked Cactus. Mm -hmm. So she created it because her son was having seizures and she sort of figured out that like the CBD oil was going to help with that. And then she created this concoction and people started coming to her for other stuff. And, and so it's like, she's an expert and has something that you can feel and think about and create a community around of people being able to do that versus, you know, I mean, some products maybe they're not community-based, but we've also had Pura Vida on the podcast and they have like, it is community because they have all these brand reps. Mm -hmm. And so then those brand reps have their own communities built up through like their own social media. So I love that because really, I think what what you guys were saying about wanting to add a product, um, people are wanting things in the mail again, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, you can download the digital content or we can send you something and then you all of a sudden feel connected or that it's like, real and it's sitting on your desk and you have to deal with it. So, so there's, you know, everything. My husband's an addict. He really like a male, (laughs) a male. He will buy the most obscure things just so they land on our porch and he doesn't have to go somewhere to get them, Uh but he doesn't like to do them all at once. Like God forbid you ordered seven things together. Like he would rather order one thing at a time. So he gets seven things to open. Like this sounds like my kids, they love blind bags. And that's my adult version of blind bags. Is I'm, I don't know what I ordered from Amazon yeah, today. What's in that box? You're right. Amazon's a blind bag for people who literally placed the order and forgot that they spent that money. So thank you. I just want to thank you guys first for doing yeah. this. But tell our listeners a little bit about the Strategy Hour podcast and sort of what, sure. like, how if they jumped over to you and sort of listening, so subscribe everyone, mm-hmm. um, what they can sort of pull, like what nuggets can they pull from mm-hmm. you as well? Yeah. So I think one of the interesting things we saw when we started our podcast, there was this big trend in the podcast world that everyone was telling their stories and they were telling them from the beginning, this is how I got started as an entrepreneur. And this is the progression. And it was awesome. Like they were super interesting to listen to, but we didn't want to add to that noise. And so we specifically wanted to make sure that our podcast was crazy actionable. So most of the time, We don't ask any backstory and we just jump straight into the things they're doing that's making them successful and we pick it apart and make them tell us literally everything. We're super nosy for you. And every other episode, you will get to hear from Emily and I and we're talking about what's working in our business. We're talking about how we're running our team. We're talking about our background with services. I mean, all of it. Um, How a recent launch went, things that we use. We spill everything, like all the metrics, all the numbers. We're an open book. We're also explicit. So just so you're pre-warned, like if you're going over there, there's 300 episodes and a lot of curse words. So (laughs) headphone listening probably. Um, But yeah, so we're there twice a week and we have a ton of content. And it's, I think there's enough at this point that you could definitely pick and choose what you feel like. For sure. Would speak to you. Um, I do love though, 
people that like to go back to the beginning because they don't know how to do things out of order. The, I do really, really love the first couple episodes because they do talk a lot about our partnership and how we got started in business. Mm-hmm. So if that's important to you, it's there. Yeah. So recently you guys did one about your team. And so I think that's just really good for people to understand whether or not you're product-based or solopreneur, kind of where you can grow into and the people that you need, right, to manage it. Yeah. Um, It's a lot. Takes a lot. Alert. <laughs> and it can be in person and it can be virtual. And, and I think Mina and I talk a lot about what can you we work with six some of our six-figure clients and one of our masterminds. And they're in this point of growing and hiring. And some people they need in person. And mm-hmm. some people they need to manage their calendar and their online presence and maybe customer service. And you don't physically need that person there. So I love that episode. One that was like super old, um, I think like over a year ago that I thought was super interesting was you had, you guys had just launched a program and it was tiered. So the first one was a DIY and the second part was access to you guys. And it turned out that they wanted the access to you guys, which Mm -hmm. showed like reinforced that people really want that connection. That conversation was us learning that lesson. And then every episode after that is us figuring out how to be in business, AKA not be burnt out because that's what people want, how to make that sustainable and, and scalable while honoring what they need and what we need. Totally. I love that. It's all so chicken. In general, like the burnout. Um, I just talked to a client who has a full-time job, does her jewelry business at night and in the morning. And so in general, like people will get that burnout when they're multitasking or they're, you know, working in a full-time job, you're still committing yourself to somebody else. So how yeah. do you manage? And I think that's a big question that our clients ask us, like time management, you know, how to block their days and what to get done. So um, I loved what Abigail was saying about how you guys basically pick apart what people do and you help them lean into the things that are strong. That's exactly what we do for product people. I mean, legit, we we figure out what is the best route for monetization. I think monetization is really hard for some people because they get kind of stuck in this doing. And so it's hard for them to step out, step back from it. So my mom is a jewelry designer and she has a full-time job and she works on it in the mornings, on nights and on weekends. And she has been stuck in this same loop. She'll probably listen to this and be like, thanks for airing my dirty laundry. Um, <laughs> but she's fine. I call her out on it all the time, but she's stuck in that same loop where, you know, she, she told me at the beginning of this year, Oh, you, you, you'll be so proud of me this year. I'm really focusing on business building and I'm going to take the entire year off from creating. And last year I took the entire year off from business building and I just created. And I'm like, maybe not the right answer, but you know, she's figuring it out and it's hard to find that balance of like, I feel, especially for makers, right. Who are still in that process of making and haven't outsourced it and haven't really figured out how to get themselves out of being their product. It's so hard to turn on and off that switch. You're either in it and there's nothing else or you're out of it and there's nothing else. And so that balance for someone who like has to pour into their product, like, like you product people do, it's, it's really hard to find. My mom's a maker too. So she's made things forever and she'll come and ask me questions. I'm like, mom, I've built two businesses now off of consulting people on how to make. <laughs> and so I'm like, do you listen to the podcast? But I realized that she really likes the art of making. She likes making Same. and creating. Mm-hmm. So she's not, I mean, she's not an entrepreneur. And I think, I think the people that probably listen to this podcast are really entrepreneurial. Like yep. they want to be able to support their families. They want to be, they want to replace their $150,000 income for mm-hmm. salary with what they're making and have that freedom and that business. And so 
Um, so yeah, so it's so funny that, you know, we both have moms that have daughters that are like, we're going to, we could tell you how to do this. Uh huh. I, I have given her free access to literally all of our programs yeah. and she doesn't go through them. And she went and recently actually bought something from Tracy, who's incredible. And so she was like, don't be mad at me, but I'm not <laughs> from Tracy Matthews. I'm like, I want you to use, I want you to do stuff. Like if it takes that, I'm like Tracy's saying the same thing, but just in a different way. Yeah. Um, but like, take it like, cause I want you to do this, but she's, so we're all into Enneagrams and I'm a hundred percent a three. So like full on CEO entrepreneurial, and she is a hundred percent a four. So she's right next to me, but it's that artist tendency. It's that spiritual. It's that loose. It's that I just want to make, if I feel called to make today. Mm-hmm. And so, and she loves being in that space. And I think she, she needs a three. If she had an Abby, she, I think would be like, okay, let's hit the ground running. Uh, she needs like a business coach. Abby, deeper. what number are you? I'm a nine. I I am a recently diagnosed nine. <laughs> I was in I was in denial, and I thought I was a three for a long time. But that's that's uh, apparently a common characteristic of nines that they don't think they're any number. They think they're all the other numbers except nine. We um, haven't taken it yet. We uh-uh. just took Myers Briggs personality test. Well, what's your Myers Briggs? Um, INTJ. Okay, it's We're both like FJs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like my sister is a, and I'm pretty sure that I used to be an FJ, um, because as I got older, I feel like I became more no nonsense towards Mm -hmm. the T, you know, and, um, in my personality test, it says you will be against everything suggested. (laughs) And I was like, I hate this whole entire thing. (laughs) No, I won't. (laughs) Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm an ESFP. So we're the exact, exact opposite. opposite. Like hundred percent. Even the dash T and dash A. I think that's know. so funny that you're the exact opposite. Emily and I are the exact same in Myers-Briggs and very different. And in- I wouldn't be surprised if I test as a TJ more recently now, because I think as a mother, I'd become yes. much more no nonsense. I'm like, I don't have time for this. Like yeah. move on, move out. Yeah. But I still think you make decisions emotionally like charged. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, but you might be no nonsense, but like how you actually- But I'm an angry no nonsense. Um, <laughs> have you guys taken the Colby by chance? No, I want oh, to. Yeah, it's on the list. Yeah. But I know. it costs money, so we're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found a free version of it, so- <laughs> I, I want someone it. who knows it really well to tell me what I am. Yeah. They're like, oh, you must be a quick start. Um, I know. Well- <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I 100% thought I was a quick start. I really, I was like, I know for sure. I already yeah. know my findings. And then I end up being a follow through. And I was like, what? I'm definitely not a follow through. I'm not. Thank <laughs> well, God I can I tell you right her. now that's what she isn't. <laughs> what I'm, not, I'm not either. That's why I have Abby. <laughs> yeah. So now we see why partnerships work. So this is like a really good, you know, finding that balance. We need the other side. Uh-huh. So I wanted to kind of, when we wrap up our interviews and whatnot, we ask you guys some fun questions. So do you want to jump These into this? Quick fire. Yeah. Let's do it. So first right. question, what is your coffee order? Oh, venti cappuccino extra shot dry. <laughs> Mine lately has been the venti Starbucks refreshers, strawberry acai. Oh yeah. So nice. good. Tea, not coffee. All right. So what's the favorite thing on your desks right now? It's mm. garbage. I don't know. It's somewhere between my crystals and my pink calculator. I'm a big data person, so I use that baby all the time. The favorite thing on my desk uh, is probably my very ugly ergonomic keyboard and mouse that I had to upgrade to a couple months ago because I'm like, was crippled. started getting carpal tunnel. 
from time. It's, been, it's so great now though. They're amazing, but they're I'm at a stand-up desk right now because I also like the same thing. Yeah. This keyboard is just like a monster. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Stop visually <laughs> appealing. No. Okay. That's, this is an opportunity for one of you. Not you. Yes, product people for the love. Can you create beautiful ergonomic desk accessories? Or a skin, a skin that goes on top of it. Yes. Well, it needs to be white or silver and match the Mac aesthetic. Thank you. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I I dug and found this mouse because it's also ergonomic. I had to literally search for women's sized ergonomic mice because the others are too big. Yeah. Oh, I know. I accidentally got one. It was, I must have been for a gamer. It was so heavy and like flat, and I ended up having to give it to my husband. Offended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So finish this sentence. When I pick up my phone, I check Instagram. Check Instagram. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> you wish you knew how to apparate, <laughs> like on the table. <laughs> No, no, like Harry like, Potter. Like Harry Potter. Like I want to go to other places like, like that. Oh, what operate. Like operate. 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 A, <laughs> they disappear and they can go somewhere else. Come on, Harry Mina. Potter you know your term. Come on. Uh, Did you I know wish- Jacqueline's husband is playing Harry Potter on Broadway? <laughs> I, what? what? <laughs> yes, he's Harry Potter. It just got announced like a, a couple months ago. Well, he goes uh, on next week. But. First American Harry Potter. Okay, can you get us tickets? And yes. Fly and see. Well, I need to go. Yeah. I will literally make a business trip out of it. And he literally operates through the floor. I'm like, oh my god, what's going to happen? And I it's a whole it. thing. But anyways, I'll throw I- flu powder in the fireplace and get somewhere. I don't care how I operate. I just want to. Clearly, we know the Harry Potter fans in this podcast. <laughs> Before you come see it, you have to watch at least one and two or I read know, them. I do. It's been a long time. My kids are old enough where we can audio listen to it. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, I've read my two-year-old oh. books one and two. So no, but the the audio, I love the um. What's his name? Read it. Oh yes. my gosh, he's so, yes, Those names are so hard to pronounce. To do the accent too when you're reading the books <laughs> to your kids. Okay, Harry Potter related. Um, have you listened to behind the scenes Harry Potter? Behind the oh, people listening who know what it is are going to be yelling at me. Um, I'll I'll send it to you guys. It's a deep dive into every single book of Harry Potter and like talks about all of the connections. The podcast? Yeah, it's a podcast. It's amazing. Okay, so side note, this is a free test. But have you guys been on Pottermore yet? Yes. 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 I, okay. yeah, are you have what yes. what house are you in? This is a new. This I'm is in Gryffindor. Question. I'm in. I test always in Gryffindor because I'm a three because I like lead and I take charge. I don't necessarily want to be because it seems dangerous and I also don't like doing dangerous things. Um, so I put myself in Hufflepuff because like I just want to hang out with the. Nerd. I feel like Hermione is my spirit animal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I ended up in Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. I was like, no. <laughs> no. Uh, All right. So that's a new question. Uh, what house would you be? <laughs> yeah, I'm Gryffindor, but just like kind of don't want to be. <laughs> All right. So here's another question. Um, what was the last show you binge watched? We're watching Saving Grace right now. Basically, I watch every medical show from top to bottom. I used to want to be a surgeon. And so I'm like. An operate. <laughs> I would operate, not operate. Yes. Um, what did we okay, so binge watch? Well, we we recently somehow found ourselves finishing all of the series of The Office for like the seventh time. So good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we watch all of the grays. We don't binge it though. 
Um, I, yeah, I think the office was the last one we binged. So let me just give you ladies, since you're, your moms and you work working moms on Netflix. So I good. Started it yet. I heard it's so funny. So easy to watch. I and feel like cast- I don't have the same taste on Netflix that Jacqueline does. She really likes college friends. I'm kind of like, meh. Oh, friends, friends from, from college. college? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it's called. It's fine. It's fine. I <laughs> loved that one. <laughs> I, I could like identify all of our, cause we have the same group of friends from high school cause we're pathetic and gross. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, you are this person. You are this person. Yeah. It's so fun. We're very codependent. <laughs> all right. So what, okay. So what should the title on your email signature actually say? Don't email I, me. I will never respond. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We Mine used to say business say, card and nobody had a business card. No, no. <laughs> that, that ages us. But Turn anyway. around. Go back. Don't, <laughs> I, don't send. Try another form of communication. Actually, well, don't try. I don't want to hear from you. Oh, <laughs> I'm way more, more likely to answer Instagram DMs than my email. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like, call my assistant. Thanks. Call my yeah. assistant. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. You know what would be a good question is what's your favorite emoji? Oh, really oh. good one. My last emoji, um, see, I feel like I have favorites that I send. I have, I send bitmojis also. So those what are, are bitmojis. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. When I see, I'm going to show you. So you like them. They look, look like, like you. you. So you can download the bitmoji app yeah. and like oh, plug in okay. what you look like. Um, so those are really fun to send. I send a lot of poop emojis. Mm-hmm. Just I always do the high five hands or high the high ten. You know, I do yeah. the 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 like double the double hands up. Like raise your hands up. Yeah, I do like the strong arm. Mm. I do a lot of the blow horn party thing. I think oh, my yeah. favorite one though, because it's just representative of everything I do, is the is the blonde. You so you can like set the girl's hair. So the blonde girl that's just like shrugging. Like, oh yeah, the shrug. I love that one. I, I don't know. I was pretty yeah. excited that they came out with new vegetables on I love the vegetables. Vegetables are stupid. <laughs> Emily, they're required for life. <laughs> you can you can tell entire things through the vegetables. Um, all right. Yeah, so we have, we have two more questions. So yeah. do you have an alter ego or a stage persona? So which one of you is Sasha Fierce? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do I have a stage persona? No, I'm pretty I'm pretty much exactly who I am all the time. Um, okay. I would yeah. love to be, mm, okay. Secretly, maybe Kim Kardashian, which makes me sound like a lot of things that I'm not sure I'm ready for. But <laughs> I, was, I was not expecting that. <laughs> I just really think she's like so freaking smart mm-hmm. and like, I don't know. And she looks awesome. she's built an empire in yeah. an empire for her family. I feel like I'm the the dry shampoo version of Sasha Fierce. Okay. So I'm the like, I won't bathe, but I can highlight my face really well and come and yell at you in a positive way to make you get more stuff done. Um, maybe that's like more Oprah. <laughs> You're not me. Oprah. You I wish like you were Jillian Oprah. Michaels, who just You're, yells at okay, people. Okay, I think I could see that. I could see that. Hey, you know what? Jillian Michaels, when she was against Bob that whole time, she won like nine out of those 10 seasons. Winner right there. Winner. And she has her own podcast Although, now. Have you heard about all the crazy that's gone down since Biggest Loser stopped airing? Because Mm-mm. all these people gained all their weight back and it's just sad. And they like ruined, they like ruined their metabolism. And so like they can't lose it again. Like oh it's crazy. Gosh. 
I actually, I think I, I think I did read that, that like you slow your body down so much or something that it can't kick back in. Yeah. They, yeah. I heard one of them say on a podcast recently, they were making them have negative 10,000 calories a day because of how yeah, much they were negative. Oh, because oh. they were eating so little and working out so much that they were negative 10,000 calories a day. Oh my God. That is not sustainable. Just so we're all clear. Yeah. Oh. That sounds horrible. Oh. <laughs> but I do miss the show. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I, totally, like, I totally loved it and watched it all. <laughs> all right, I tried out for it. You did? Yes. They're like, no, girl. There was a guy from Iowa that won, and he's not. He gained back all his weight very quickly. I'm convinced. Okay, you know the 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 Rachel that ended up winning that season, and everyone was like, controversy that she got too small. I fit her persona, and I'm convinced the only reason I didn't get it is because I was engaged, and I wore my engagement ring to the interview because I got in the special whole story about why she didn't get on. You know what? When I I tried out for Shark Tank and I didn't get it, I got to the final, uh, you know, really close to getting on. And then when it aired, there was other two other Asian moms that were on there for a baby product, and I was like, well, no wonder. Yeah, no, I see. Mary see had their there I am right. I was there. like literally. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah, my Hello. profile. Except I had a man on my hand. <laughs> okay, what's our last question? Yeah, last question. question. Of my child. This girl has somewhere to go. Right, I mean, I tell her to do the last. So uh, we often say that dog or <laughs> entrepreneur years are like dog years. You learn a lot oh, yes. fast. Yeah. Yes. And so, what would you tell baby Abigail and baby Emily when they were? babies in their entrepreneur journey that you know now <laughs> suck it up and it will all happen but you just gotta like keep doing what you're doing and yeah, we did that though we did suck it up I know but I needed someone to tell me that because at the time I was like oh my god we're never gonna get anywhere yeah no but like, no? like knowing that it's gonna be okay <laughs> what was yours then Emily <laughs> yeah, the face <laughs> I'm really trying to think uh mm, you're gonna get everything you want that's awesome. Keep doing it. Like, <laughs> she, you sound so enthusiastic. Doesn't sound like you're very nice to baby Emily. <laughs> She's Jillian. Is. She doesn't have to be nice. She's going <laughs> to She's gonna yell at her and train her to death. Yell motivate. Get it together. <laughs> All right. So let's, um, thank you for being on. So let's wrap this with letting our listeners know how they can connect with you both. Yeah. Well, you guys can follow us over on Boss Project um, on Instagram. If you want to follow us individually, we have links to our individual Instagrams. If you scroll on the highlights, you can find us at Abigail Says and Emily Says. And if you like podcasts, head over to the Strategy Hour. And then I would say last, but definitely not least, make sure you're signing up for the summit yeah. and then get your booty inside our Facebook community so you can like hang out with everybody in advance of the summit. And that is over at bossproject.com slash community. Great. Thanks everybody. Yeah. Thank you. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, product bosses, let's make it happen.